Good afternoon and welcome to the City View podcast with me, Andy Sylvester, editor here at City AM. I'm delighted to say we're for the first time recording from our new office just down from the monument on the River Thames. So just about still in the City of London. Delighted too to say that it is bigger than our previous office. We are taking the office return seriously, as you would expect. In a minute, I'll be joined by Jack Barnett, our economics and markets correspondent, and by Lily Russell-Jones to talk crypto and a major new announcement from Rishi Sunak today. First, the corporate headlines, though. And fashion chain Ted Baker has seen its share price boom after kicking off a formal sale process with a third US private equity proposal finally persuading bosses it was time to look around. Analysts said the proposal comes as valuations of British companies have fallen in the wake of the pandemic and Brexit, and perhaps starting to look easy pickings for foreign raiders. Ted Baker has received an improved proposal from Sycamore, the private equity giant, in addition to another unsolicited third-party bid. It told markets on Monday. Share price up more than 14% as we speak here late on Monday afternoon. Um, The UK high street retailer, obviously in the headlines over recent years for some pretty miserable news, including allegedly bad behaviour by its former chair, previously turned down two takeover proposals from Sycamore, um, claiming its most recent £250 million bid significantly undervalued. The firm. We assume, of course, the recent third bid is significantly higher. Elsewhere, Elon Musk, the eccentric billionaire between Tesla and SpaceX, has snapped up nearly 9% of Twitter's stock. That sent its shares flying. It's an unusual move from an unusual man. The tech entrepreneur is reportedly now the largest shareholder in the social media platform, considered one of the world's most popular social networks. The shares have surged around 26% in pre-market trading in Wall Street, and that continued that uh, into regular trading. Um, all came out in a regulatory filing on Wall Street last night. Based on Friday's market close, stakes worth just north of two billion quid, though just a fraction, of course, of Musk's net worth. Musk has carved himself out a name for himself for being particularly controversial on the platform. And it's a case of good news, bad news for Ryanair. The firm told markets this morning that losses for the year to March would end up in the 350 to 400 million pound range, having originally set out guidance of 250 to 450 million worth of losses. But the firm has ditched a decent chunk of debt and passenger recovery seems to be ticking along nicely with a very strong March. Separately, their Hungarian rival Wizz Air said two and a half million people had flown on their planes in March, up half a million on February. And the London Metal Exchange is under pressure from UK regulators with the FCA and the Bank of England announcing a review into its suspension of nickel trading last month. The FCA, the financial watchdog, will review the LME's approach to managing the suspension and resumption of the nickel market, uh, attempting to determine what lessons might be learned in relation to the LME's governance and market oversight arrangements. You'll remember it was suspended due to a sizable whale short, um, which went horribly wrong uh, just before trading was suspended. The Bank of England, meanwhile, will assess the operation of the clearinghouse, that's LME clear, during the same period to establish further improvements to governance and risk management. Um, Bring in Jack Barnett now, our economics and markets correspondent. We talk a lot about grim economic data. Um, We had some grim confidence data, which comes from the same place, but is at least sufficiently different to be worthy of a different conversation. Um, Talk us through the report uh, out yesterday, because it makes a pretty damning historical comparisons. Yeah, so we had fresh uh, consumer confidence data out from uh, PwC, basically finding there's been a 30-point swing uh, in confidence levels in the UK in just around about nine months. So I think in July last year, when we were just coming out of the teeth of um, of lockdown restrictions, um, consumer confidence was, was plus 10. It's now minus 20. Um, so it's the fastest rate of decline um, since the financial crisis um, back in 2008, when obviously you kind of had 
uh, you know, you just had this enormous pullback from banks, um, enormous um, hit to to spending and growth. Now, it should be said that PwC are making some comparisons to the, for the actual time over the course of the whole of the financial crisis. They weren't just sort of looking at a snapshot of a particular moment. Um, confidence levels at the moment haven't got to the depths they were um, when Lehman Brothers collapsed in uh, September 2008, which I think at that point they were about minus 51. Mm. Um, but I think the point to make is just that this data it just chimes with other surveys and other pieces of economic um, data we've had come out, particularly over the last four weeks or so, um, most of which are pretty bleak, um, driven by this quite severe cost of living squeeze, um, historic high inflation, now at obviously 6.2%, um, tax hikes, the war in Ukraine, all just amalgamating to deliver quite quite a severe blow to, to people's living standards in this country over the course of the year. And I think, um, like we've said many times before, most economists are now expecting people to hunker down and cut back on spending. Um, the UK economy is very, very heavily reliant on consumer spending to generate output. If we have a sharp pullback, then growth this year is going to be markedly lower than what we were expecting at the beginning of the year. Yeah, um, bad news all round, really. Um, I guess the question is, around i mean we're talking about living standards falling for those obviously people in work as average earnings don't keep up with with inflation the question i guess is are there any signs and this is what tell the politicians in particular will be concerned with are there any signs that this could translate to the job market because it seems to me that over the past 10 years despite many sort of headwinds to the uk economy and um, despite trend growth being lower than you would want it to be, certainly a lot lower than you would want it to be, and certainly a lot lower than we were used to in the sort of pre-2000 days. Mm. Um, the job market has proved pretty resilient, actually. Yeah, and I think, you, you know, you've got to kind of take spending as a as a proxy for demand in the economy. And, and you know, if, I think the main headwind to the labour market in the economy is that if we do get this pullback in spending, then we've got a reduction of demand in the economy. People just won't want to buy the same quantity of things they wanted to buy previously from businesses. Now, then it starts to become you know, uneconomic for businesses to then hire that additional worker that they might have done if people were spending um, a bit more. So there are there are headwinds gathering around the jobs market, mainly driven by this this potential reduction in demand. But like you said, if you look at over the course of the last 10 years, particularly after the financial crisis, where we had that initial uptick uh, in joblessness, and then it started to really motor back down and got to historic low levels before the pandemic. So the UK labour market has, has traditionally held up well, particularly in times of lower demand. But I think some people are expecting that, that there could be a bit of a wobble this mm. year if we've got lower demand. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Thanks, Jack. Rishi Sunak is finding out about the volatility of politics at the moment. I think it's fair to say. I'll bring in Lily Russell-James now, crypto reporter, to talk about uh, an announcement by the Chancellor today. His stock was incredibly high for many, well, for, for more than a year, really, after the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, furlough schemes, payouts, generally like a sort of health scare Santa Claus. Now that economic times are tough, Rishi Sunak's stock falling slightly, despite the fact that nothing has substantially changed about the Chancellor himself. So perhaps he, inspired by his own experience of having stocks going up and down and value going up and down without any obvious reason. He's getting into crypto, Lily. 
Yes, that's right. So the Chancellor of the Exchequer unveiled plans to transform the UK into a global hub for crypto assets today. The Treasury has confirmed its intention to recognise stablecoins, which are digital assets pegged to the value of real world assets as a valid form of currency. And the government will also explore ways to make the UK's tax system seem more competitive in order to encourage the further development of crypto firms and trading in the UK market. And he's not the first to jump on this bandwagon, right? Because we've been speaking with Matt Hancock, who despite or park any tabloid stories that may have been around about Matt, he's still influential when it comes to um, Tory thinking, Tory economic thinking. And he's been banging this drum for a while that the UK should become the home of, of crypto. I guess, is there a risk for the, the Chancellor in going full on saying UK is going to be home of crypto? When you've also got today the Bank of England governor, Andrew Bailey, saying crypto is the, you know, the next frontier of, of fraud. You know, it seems like it, it's not obvious to me that everybody's entirely on the same hymn sheet here. Yeah, I totally agree. I think what made this announcement quite surprising is that it strikes a very different tone to the one that regulators have in recent months. So this morning, Andrew Bailey, the Bank of England's governor, said that Crypto's, crypto is the new front line for scammers, pointing out that it's particularly risky for people to put their money in these projects when they can turn out to be scams. Mm. He's also made comments about stable coins recently, where he laughed at the idea that stable coins would actually be a stable store of value. Mm. So that's quite different from what we're hearing from the Treasury now. We know that the Financial Conduct Authority has plans to launch a crypto sprint as it's called it, uh, which will hopefully bring some regulation up to speed. But this is definitely evolve an evolving space and we could see some of these announcements come back to bite Rishi Sunak in future if yeah. crypto doesn't hold up. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? That's the question that none of us can really totally foresee the future, um, as we've all learned quite a lot over the last couple of years. But there is no question that the UK could well be a home for crypto when you think about the fintech innovation that's happened here. The question is... Are there the protections in place that it won't be seen as inviting sort of the fox into the hen house? We shall see. And that's something to keep an eye on. Um, and I'm sure you will. Lily, thanks for joining us. Um, actually, no, Lily, before we go, tell us about the other Treasury announcement today, because we are getting a, a, a an NFT, I believe. <laughs> We're getting a, a Sunak... Rishi Sunak NFT. Yeah, that's that's right. So apparently the Treasury has asked for the Royal Mint to issue official NFTs in summer. Um, they've said the move is a signal of the UK's openness to digital assets. I asked for any additional details from the Treasury today, but they weren't forthcoming. But I will keep you up to date. There is always the chance, Lily, without being cynical, that this may be an announcement without a policy rather than a policy with an, an announcement. We get a fair more of the former in politics as i understand it um lily that is it for now um jack thanks for joining us as well that's all from me at the city view podcast uh we'll be back tomorrow we'll be talking cmc markets michael houston on our regular fortnightly slot as we talk about equity markets and how the energy market is holding up amid continuing chaos in ukraine that's all for now thanks very much <laughs>